welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today, our guest is Kyle, who's currently crowdfunding Moria. Moria. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, this isn't the first time I've had to clarify this. Um, it's, it. it's something that Tolkien has ruined for everybody, because I'm pretty sure of, uh, that you've heard it from the Gates of Moria. Yes. Um, where it's spelled differently. So Moriah is the biblical pronunciation, but Moria, I, I think more people at this point in this community have read Lord of the Rings than the Bible. So I feel like this is going to come up. <laughs> well, we were just discussing the pronunciation. I had it right. Then when I went to do the intro, I did the wrong one. <laughs> See, and then Tolkien got in your head. It, it did it. I pronounced it right at first. I'd screwed it up. I'm a horrible human being. I'm real bad with pronouncing things. <laughs> so it's currently crowdfunding on itch.io. Can you tell us mm -hmm. a bit about the game? Sure thing. So um, Mariah, I've, I had to check myself. I almost said it. Um, <laughs> so Mariah is a bit of an unusual game in that you are playing like these ordinary villagers who live at the base of the mountain of the gods um, because of human greed and um, they're like, taking from the environment and basically doing a lot of harm to the planet uh it's anger the gods and you're in the seventh year after the start of their wrath which is um, basically climate change accelerated so a lot of people have tried to make their way up the holy mountains like beg for the gods to stop but nobody has managed to make it to the summit so um now your party your group of villagers is trying to make their way up the mountain and you're trying to overcome the challenges set by the gods. So we're playing like regular folks. We're not playing over the top heroes with lots of power. When is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, I think, and I put this in the beginning of the game, there are so many games which let you do that. You, you could play Dungeons and Dragons or a Pathfinder or like uh, literally any other kind of fantasy adventure game. And I very heartily recommend that if your table wants to do that, you do that. But this game was not designed for that. It was designed to be like, it's a struggle and it's going to be hard. I appreciate that. I like that. And I like whenever you're just playing common folks, like working class folks, I always like that kind of thing instead of, hey, we're the great, you know. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. Maybe that's because I am just a working class folk myself. <laughs> and the theme is seems to be very well climate change focused. I thought that was pretty cool and interesting when I saw it. I like having addressing issues in game that are like legit issues. Could you expand on that some perhaps? Was that like your main focus in doing that or? So um, part of it is very much like because of what's happening in the environment. Uh, and part of it is just looking at kind of the wider issues around the world. Um, the game itself is a little bit of a metaphor for the fact that, you know, uh, there are so many like authorities and companies and these like kind of big groups, our heroes, if you will, who should be the ones dealing with the issue 
but they're not. And the kind of responsibility has fallen on ordinary people, like um, has fallen on like the individual to try and stop climate change, to be responsible for like staying indoors and wear your mask when it really shouldn't be just on us because there's other organizations and groups with so many more resources. So it's, it's kind of like um, putting that frustration into words but also with a more hopeful slant because it's difficult, but it is possible to like win and get this to stop. And I don't know if I can say the same thing for real life, but yeah. it's nice to believe. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And I got to appreciate that you're playing regular folks fighting up against this godlike powers. It's a great analogy. I think it's amazing. It's cool. I'd like to know a little bit more about the gods in here. So um, the gods are, and this is something that you kind of find out in the game, the gods are the world. When we talk about the deities, it's, a, it's in the sense that like, these are the powers that created the world, but they also kind of embody what it is. And um, if you end up dying during the course of the game, you become one of them. Because that, that's sort of like... It's a weird take on religion, but if you consider like the Abrahamic religions, because I'm Roman Catholic, and part of that belief is that we were created by God in his image. Um, and when we die, we're returning to heaven. So in, some, in a way, that's like we're just returning back to him, to what we once were. So I was just kind of playing with that a bit. Uh, that's an interesting take. It's definitely not one that I've seen in a lot of role-playing games. I, I, I find it fascinating. <laughs> so I'm going to ask like what the system is like when you're playing this. So did you, is it similar to anything we've seen before or is it something totally new or? So I, in some ways it's very, very simple. When you come up against a challenge, you, um, you just say what you're going to do and you roll your dice. Uh, but what's interesting about it mechanically is that you don't start the game with any dice until you choose to sacrifice one of your group and then they become one of the gods and in doing so they become like your game master oh. uh the more of your yeah and that's when the rest of the group gets access to d4 dice each of the challenges has a demand rating so that'll be a base number plus a modifier depending on the number of people still remaining in your group. You're trying to, so you try to roll your dice to meet or exceed that number. You can work together to try and do it. But if you don't, you have the option to either um, sacrifice another of your group, which is an automatic pass, and it upgrades the nature of your dice. You can sacrifice a part of your body which allows you to temporarily upgrade the nature of your dice. So when I say temporarily upgrade or permanently, it means you go from a D4 to a D6, D6 to D8, um, so on. You can reach up to like D100. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, but obviously that's temporary and that gets reset for the next challenge. Or you can choose to sacrifice like your memories, um, your relationships, even like your occupation and name. And that lets you directly add to the value of your die. So like, let's say you're one short, you're, you rolled a like 50 and the challenge is a 51. 
you could just choose to get rid of like the memory of your first birthday because you have to write out a series of memories. You can't just randomly make up a memory on the spot. There's a like tactility in that you're like crossing things out or like shading them out. There was, I recently ran into a game that did something similar with memories. I'm trying to remember what that was. Where did, I'm, I'm curious what inspired this game and what, where did, tell me a little bit about your role-playing history and inspirations in this. I'm curious. Okay. So um, I think what you might be thinking of is the, apparently this is a mechanic they use in the Japanese Dark Souls TTRPG someone unearthed the translation and apparently every time you revive at the bonfire you have to like strike out one of your memories this was a coincidence i didn't know that they were doing this but i thought i was like oh, okay that just means it's a really good idea <laughs> they're doing it also there's a synchronicity that happens with with things and i'm not going to get too in depth but i, there, I have there are philosophies I think out there that kind of explain why certain ideas tend to emerge simultaneously, but it's not uncommon. It happens all the time. Yeah, but it was just like funny. This like <laughs> it happened so close in time. Was oh my god. Um, but in terms of my role playing experience, like I actually got started properly playing with something called Lacuna, which is a very very indie game, and you're playing a bunch of agents that dive into like the subconsciousness of criminals in order to extract information or try and reform them. I used to play a lot of like White Wolf. And then I, yeah, I played Wraith the Oblivion, which is a very dark oh, yeah. one to start with. This <laughs> yeah. weird one to start with. And I played uh, Vampire the Masquerade. I liked uh, Changeling the Lost. So all the like weird ones, except Promethean. I haven't found a group that really wants to play Promethean is one of those things like conceptually is really interesting, but I don't know how you run it. And then I, I liked doing little fears, but I've also run a bunch of like more comedy ones, paranoia made RPG, which is very strange. It's, <laughs> it's one of those quintessentially weird Japanese RPGs. I'm not familiar with it. What was it? What was that one? Made, oh my gosh, made. So uh, it, it's M A D E M I M A I D, as in, oh, yes, as in that kind of made. It's uh, so you guys are playing the like, you know, like anime style maids where okay. um, you've got like sick of them in a house and they're all very anime and they all got bright hair. And then there's one person who's master. And that's your game master, but he's also master, he or she or whoever is also master of the house. Oh, that's creative. I like that. Yeah. And you're just trying to fulfill their requests. Uh, in hindsight, I think like a tiny bit of that concept leaked into Mariah, where you're just trying to fulfill the strange demands of this weird and demanding force without really understanding why. But you just know that you have to appease them. But made is a very strange thing, which I think more people should experience. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, is that so? I'm curious. Is that like what one that's print to order? Is it who put that out? Because I'm not. I want, I'm going to check that out. <laughs> I've not heard of um, that yet. Let me check. Uh, so it does have a website, um, maderpg.com, and um, I got really into it because I read on One D Four Chan back when that was still a thing that you could convert characters from Warhammer Dark Heresy 
oh. into the made RPG stats. So um, for fun, back when I was in uh, college, I created a made hammer setting and <laughs> I ran a couple of friends, uh, a couple of games with my friends in it, which was good fun. That's cool. That's great. I, I'm like you. I did not start with D&D, but I, I started with various sci-fi things. And later, I, I didn't even play D&D for years <laughs> until I, I, well, I started. It was something I came into much later on. Of those, like the White Wolf stuff, definitely I've, 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 I've plaid my hand at a lot of them. I don't, I think I attempted to run Wraith the Oblivion at some point. Oh my God. How was it? How did you find it? I don't remember if we got more than a, uh, a session in or two. This must've been the nineties when it first came out. It was, it's been a while. Um, so yeah, that's one of those ones that it's just, I remember it. I remember getting the book being like, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is cool. I, I don't remember. It's, it's I think because it's, it's a little tough to bring to the table. You've, um, you've really got to like, like each other as a group because otherwise you're not going to like each other as a group after. <laughs> I think, and I think it was good that uh, we as players really liked each other at the table because there's a mechanic in there, um, which I also used in Lovecraft Desk and which I sort of adapted for Mariah where you have shadows Whereas like you have yourself yes. and you have the union shadow and they just get to be a nasty jerk to you for the <laughs> game, for the whole game. They're your worst side. It's literally like in the rules, you just get to be a jerk and the rules define what kind of jerk. And it's so demoralizing as a player. I think it's great. It's Mariah. It, I said it right, right? Yes. <laughs> Mariah. Okay. I, I I wasn't questioning the way I was pronouncing it until we had a discussion about pronunciation. <laughs> then sorry. I pronounced it wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but Mariah, I, I think it's extremely, uh, what's the word I'm over? It's a unique, interesting idea for a game. I think it's cool, different than other things out there. I'm always looking for stuff that's different. And just the setting and stuff, like, is there any kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, was the setting itself like prompted by like 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 mirroring some sort of existing literature or genre or something as well? Or? Uh, have Have you heard of Vocaloid? No, tell me what it is because I like to learn new things. There's a lot of things I don't okay. know. Okay, <laughs> okay. So I don't know if the name Hatsune Miku is familiar to you at all. It's not. <laughs> oh wow, cool. Uh, so the Vocaloid are a series of like. Um, vocal synthesizer software. So basically um, you have this software and it has different voice banks. So you can kind of make um, songs with them. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got a recording artist and they literally record syllables and then you string the syllables together to make words and in different pitches and People have been using them in Japan um, and all over the world to make songs. And there's a a song I like, it's not that famous, called Blessed Messiah and the Tower of Eye. So it's got a, like a sort of similar starting premise, um, which is that, you know, God is really angry that humans have mucked up the earth. Um, so you have Hetsune Miku, who's the most popular vocaloid, and her buddies, the other vocaloids, um, but they've kind of been cast as characters in the song. And they're trying to um, 
ascend this tower uh, in order for Hatsune Miku, the messiah of the world, to like stop all the bad stuff happening. And then there are supposed to be nine blessings she's meant to receive, but um, her friends end up taking the blessings from her and then she ends the song sad until she realizes the blessings were actually supposed to be like punishments for her trials and that because her friends loved her they um sacrificed themselves in her stead so that was uh like the setting inspiration the base inspiration for what would become mariah oh that's pretty cool that's pretty good i appreciate that now we're coming up on time could you tell our listeners where they can find you online where they can follow where they can back mariah and oh. check out your other games as well uh sure thing so my twitter is uh twitter.com slash percy proper um p-e-r-c-y-p-r-o-p-a it's not spelled properly i apologize for that <laughs> and um you can back mariah on itch.io i don't know if the link will be in the description box but yes, if not will. Yeah, so you can find the link in the description box. Um, and uh, just back, it's $3 for the Ashcan, which is the rules as they are right now, and one kind of road, which is a set of challenges um, for you to overcome. The full game will have a total of six, including two by uh, guest writers. That's awesome. And as always... You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hailcrom. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share with others. Give us a positive review wherever you're listening. That really helps. And those of you that have, thank you so much. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And those of you that are supporting us, thank you so much for your continued support. And keep those dice rolling.